0: You've got mail in the very latest sports news now.
1: Did
2: he say what I think he said?
0: 103.3 The Goat. The rumors are true.
3: People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave
0: Schultz and Sports Chat are back.
3: I'm back, baby! I'm back!
0: One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking
1: you
3: home from work.
4: Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that.
3: Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am the father. Buckle up, Acadiana.
4: I feel the need need for speed.
3: It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat.
4: the third and final hour we are into the final stretch as we go into this holiday weekend this is 103.3 the goat i am amy jones kane filling in this afternoon for dave schultz who is out having a little vacation time with his mom you know i'd like to be uh broader than just the main sports i just just need you to know that nick and so that's That's I, i know but i let me tell you this now we have had Big guests for the last two hours. We've got big guests that are coming. We have UL quarterback Zion Chris, former UL pitching great, Major League All Star. BJ Ryan's going to wrap it up for us. But before so we get there, I know, I know you're so excited about BJ Ryan. But I am going to tell you, there is something exciting happening for our hunters and fishermen that is coming out of Louisiana. I'm one of those. I. Seriously, one of the coolest things that has happened, and that is something called Mallard Bay. Mm. And so I asked Joel Morrow, who is one of the executive team, if he would give us a few minutes and come in and let's do something for our outdoorsmen, not not just our, you know, field and court enthusiasts. Mm. And there are a lot of hunters and fishermen that are out there. So I'm going to welcome Joel Morrow with Mallard Bay into the show. Joel, good afternoon. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I don't I, know if I've ever been on the radio before. It's exciting.
4: Well, I, I I know that what you guys are doing is absolutely kind of disrupting the hunting and fishing industry. It's gotten so much press. It's gotten so much attention. It's raised so much money, um, which is absolutely crazy that a few friends over at LSU, out of one of them has a bad hunting experience, comes up with an idea for a hunting and fishing platform, and it's really just exploded. And from that, I'm going to start by saying, what is Mallard Bay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, You really did a good job of of teeing it up, and and no better place to start a company like this than in Sportsman's Paradise here in Louisiana. But Mallard Bay is essentially an Airbnb-style marketplace where outdoor enthusiasts can browse and book guided hunting and fishing trips with some of the top guide services across North America. So if you're looking to go tuna fishing in Venice, you put that into the search bar, put in what range of dates that you're looking to go, and it'll bring up all the availability from some of the top guides. Um, in Louisiana. And we really have a, a wide range of experiences across North America, whether you're looking to go fly fishing in the Rockies, go after um, an elk in New Mexico, waterfowl hunting in 38 different states. Uh, it's really exciting to see the way that it's taken off. And then on the other side of things, we built basically a, an operating system for guide services to be able to take their businesses into the modern age, right? So now they're able to accept payments online, they have their calendars live and available in real time. No more having to go with so much back and forth. So overall, it's just really exciting. And uh, again, appreciate the opportunity for you to let me speak on it.
4: I mean, it's kind of genius. An Airbnb for hunters and fishermen. I can't believe nobody had thought about it before. I mean, you know, it's it's sort of like, hey, who's the guy that came up with the plastic on the end of a, a shoelace? Well, you know, and that guy. And then you guys look at it and go, hey, let's have an Airbnb for hunting and fishing. I mean, really, it's a genius idea. I don't know what else to say.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate it. There's really no better way to start a company than to try to solve your own problem, right? And, and that's kind of what we've all experienced as outdoorsmen and women for the last 10 years is that we're in this industry that we know and love, but it's, it's kind of behind, right? You, if you wanna go hunting somewhere, you have to you know, maybe leave your name in an email form call back and forth a couple times, then you have to mail someone a check halfway across the country. And that's not how people want to do business anymore. Um, So it it really is exciting. Like we're all about just sharing and enhancing our outfitters experiences. And there's nothing better than sending a group of clients to a lodge or on a fishing trip and then seeing all the pictures and videos when they get back. Right. Because it really is more than about the kill or the catch. It's about, you know, all the stories that are told at these lodges, the meals that you get to share. They're great for networking and building business relationships. Great for the whole family. And I think that a lot of people don't realize how great they could be and how easy it is to go on them now with tools like Mallet Bay. And I really think it's something that, you know, every, everybody should get to experience at least once in their life.
4: Well, you know, like you talk about something like Airbnb, right? It's, it's half users, but it's also half providers. So, yeah, there's right. a huge number of hunters and, and fishermen that exist but what about the number of people that are offering to provide the hunting and the fishing trips? I mean, ha- how have you guys gone about getting really world-class providers that make it worth it for a sportsman to want to get on and use your service?
1: You're exactly right. And, and that's kind of what we discovered is that first, you know, Logan had this experience trying to book a, a guided hunt. And it was so disappointing. So we're like, wow, we're going to solve this problem with this great marketplace. But really what we discovered is that the problem is even more frustrating for these outfitters, right? Um, Because they're the ones that, you know, they want to spend their time in the field or on the boat with their clients, not having to hassle people for payments. Um, And to answer your question more directly, there's about 12,000 outfitters and charters in North America alone. Small businesses, while some of them are large operators with multiple lodges and multiple charter boats. Um, So some of them have really experienced you know, problems with scaling and running a multi-million dollar business. And that's where we were able to step in, provide them with the software, the marketing tools and services that they need to not only service their existing customers, but also reach new ones. And then also, you know, we're, we're really big on the vetting process upfront, making sure that everyone who's on our platform is properly licensed, properly insured. And in most cases, someone on our team is actually going to go and meet with them in person, whether we go on a hunting trip with them, a fishing trip or we just go and, and see what the lodge and the experience is like. Um, almost all of our people come from referrals or word of mouth from other people that have had great experiences with them. Um, Cause you know, there's nothing worse than the feeling of, of of being disappointed with a purchase, you know? So anybody that's booking through us, we really want to give them that surety that the experience that they're going on um, is going to be the most bang for your buck.
4: Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things that stood out to me when I, I was Looking at it um at least the the history of what the intent of it was that you wanted to it's not just hey, book a hunt or book a fishing trip that these are actually vetted quality experiences that have been done by true outdoorsmen, which is what everyone that is part of this ownership team is I mean you don't guy you guys don't have anybody that's you know I hate to say it, but you don't have any suits that are. Working in there, I mean, you're, you're a bunch of guys that literally would rather be hunting or fishing than be working, and I think that's that's that is something that makes it stand out.
1: You're exactly right, and I think that's really why um, this idea has resonated with the outfitters and charters that we brought on, because um, other people have tried to solve this problem in the past. There's two major ones: FishingBooker.com, that's based in Eastern Europe and Serbia, right, but. Kind of to your point, a lot of those guys, you know, had trouble actually connecting with the end users, these outfitters and charters. Now us, on the other hand, like you mentioned, we're all lifelong outdoorsmen. We we genuinely care about getting people inside, outside, and helping these outfitters to have the tools they need to run their business. And you know, like I said earlier, there's nothing better than creating a a business that is also your passion, right? So it's it's so fun getting to go on these uh these trips I, i've been places that I, I never could have imagined in the last couple of years um and and sometimes you know starting a startup is a grind there's there's, there's no easy part about it but getting to go on those types of experiences and the people you meet along the way the meals you get to share you know just the the sights that you get to see in god's great creation seeing the sunrise and and being with people that you love I and mean, there's, there's nothing better than that um so
4: well, and you've gotten point. a lot we, we really
1: of excited
4: you've gotten a lot of people to uh, put a lot of faith in this, and I know there's a lot of people that are excited about it. Just looking at the uh, the amount of money that you guys have been able to secure just from angel investors, I mean that's that's absolutely incredible. I mean, what what number are you guys up to now?
1: Yeah, so that's, that's a great question. So previously we raised about two million dollars um, over two rounds. The first one was really just friends and family, like you know. My parents, Logan's parents, people we knew well, you know, wanting to get involved, and, and from there we, um, you know, it literally scaled out of LSU. We're still based out of an LSU bat, uh, office in, in Baton Rouge. Raised another, you know, larger multi-million dollar round, and right now we're we're raising our third round, which is really, um, you know, a two and a half million dollar round. Where we're, we're we're really just looking to take this platform to the next level and also start to um, really expand our footprint beyond waterfowl um in big game hunting and even more into the fishing space and we have some pretty exciting announcements that I don't believe I'm quite available to share yet um that are that we're working on with uh the state of Louisiana and with uh Louisiana fishing charters that is really going to kind of take it to the next level so um again I mean we, we really appreciate all of our investors the people that have put you know their their faith in us and um we're excited to see where, where things go especially this back half of the year We'll really get into the heat of our hunting season and the fall fishing season just to see the way that um, we can continue to make an impact on this, you know, typically outdated and offline industry.
4: So for everybody that is interested in booking vetted quality places to have hunting and fishing trips, it's Mallard Bay. Dot com. I'm going to say it again, MallardBay.com. And I'm talking these guys can get you your guided elk hunts. They can do, if you want to go salmon fishing in Alaska, these guys can get it set up for you uh, through this platform. And, of course, anywhere in Louisiana, Texas, Florida, I'm assuming the Midwest is is certainly in there. I know so many guys like to go and hunt in the Midwest. And from that perspective, this really is an invaluable resource. I love that it's Louisiana-born. I know that, uh, at least from everything I'm hearing, it is supported very heavily by a lot of uh, the initial investment by people in Louisiana. And I think that is so cool that we're kind of growing. We call ourselves the sportsman's paradise. Yeah. And, you know, we... we we took really smart kids here and yeah. are investing in them, and and I don't mean to call you a a, a kid, Joel, but looking at the picture on the website, <laughs> I mean y- you guys are certainly uh, much younger than me. So let let's just go with it from there. But you know, without a doubt, Mallard MallardBay.com one of the good stories of things that are happening in louisiana and and i really think that on a friday afternoon i know that uh you are out at falls river so we got you off the water to spend a little time <laughs> with us this afternoon and all the best to you guys i, I hope it continues to be a, a great success and again more information you want to know more about it go to mallardbay.com thank you joel and have a great holiday weekend
1: thank y'all so much god bless
4: Joel Morrow with mallardbay.com. That's a I gotta cool say, concept. That's an, I, I looked up the website
5: uh, before in the break, yeah. and I got to say, because uh, I'm from Lafouche Parish, Grand Isle, where a lot of those fishing tourists leave out from, I saw charters I recognized, I saw charters I didn't from Grand Isle, which was, is crazy to me. And all of them, like people I know. And so, it's, that to me, that's, you're supporting the right kinds of businesses and, with that, and that's just what I love to see.
4: We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, big, big guest to wrap up the show this afternoon. We're going to have Zion Chris, the quarterback for UL, join us. And uh, one of the quarterbacks for UL, but certainly the one that is grabbing a lot of the headlines and attention. And then uh, B.J. Ryan, former UL great and Major League Baseball all-star. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 103.3, The Goat. A of
3: ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life.
5: wish everybody a great july 4th i like many a be off barbecue and 1033 the goat we'll be back next week where you at acadiana scott babb and here with mike's marine
3: and atv and Sard and mike's marine and storage in new iberia i'm here to talk to you about aluminum boats at mike's
5: marine we offer war eagle crestliner g3 and the all-new avid aluminum boat lines so if you're looking for anything from 14 to 23 foot either a john flat bottom bass or bay we got you covered all powered with yamaha mercury or suzuki outboards so if you're looking for a deal on an aluminum boat give me call at 839-2981. It's 839-2981. And remember, it Mike's Marine for keeping you on the water.
1: Ask Sherwin Williams during the Sweet Summer Sale June 30th through July 10th and get 30% off paints and stains with prices starting at $31.14. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some
2: exclusive apply. See store for details. Believe it or not,
1: I haven't paid full price for summer must-haves in as long as I can remember. With the epic deals at Kohl's right now, you won't need to either. I saved on so many great finds, like cute tees for just $7.99 and outdoor furniture for 50% off. And the cherry on top was
2: earning Kohl's cash on all of it. So take it from me. You need to get to Kohl's ASAP select styles offer ends july 4th sun exclusions apply see store or calls.com for
0: details
3: the following businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Athletics on 103.3 The Goat, 1420 AM, and News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Home Furniture, J&J Exterminating, Balooz, Doug Ashy, and Bert Nose Auto. Support these businesses that support Raging Cajun Broadcast and bring all the action into your homes, cars, smart speakers, or wherever you work all season long. If your business would like to join the winning team and support the broadcast of UL Athletics by becoming a UL Broadcast Booster, contact Pam Begno by calling 337-233-6000. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text. Text messages, consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off since I turned 40. I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. Lower T? Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got new Total T and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym, gym and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves?
2: Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text TIGER to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. The number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text T-I-G-E-R to 321321. That's TIGER to 321321.
1: Here's another tip from Terrio Family Dental. Brushing and flossing after each meal to maintain your lovely smile is one of the easiest ways to improve your dental health. Brushing and flossing allow you to get rid of food and plaque that accumulates between teeth and gums. Brush your teeth and tongue for at least two minutes with a soft bristle toothbrush and fluoride toothpaste and follow with some floss and see your dentist at least twice a year. For more tips and advice from Terrio Family Dental, log on to this Town Square Media Radio Station's website.
3: The caring and friendly staff at Terrio Dental understands that going to the dentist for many people is no walk in the park and can be downright scary. That's the reason Terrio Dental offers sedation dentistry. Medication can be given prior to reduce anxiety, and they can provide nitrous oxide during the procedure. You can trust Terry O'Dental to take the fear away and help you maintain a healthy and beautiful smile. See them at 121 Rulu Louis the 14th of Kali Saloon or their new location, 329 Iberia Street, Youngsville, or visit LafayetteLADentist.com. Hello, Acadiana. It's the AV Man here from Audio Video Innovators. We are happy to announce that several of our long-awaited shipments of Sonos have come in. Sonos has become one of the most popular electronic speaker lines on the planet, and they've been very hard to get. We have a great selection of arc and beam soundbars, as well as their amps and self-powered speakers. While supplies last, I want you to make time to come in and let our team show you why it's become one of our best-selling speaker lines. In our car stereo department, we are proud to be one of only a couple of authorized Linkswell dealers in Louisiana. We're talking Tesla-style radios with 9 to 12-inch in-dash video screens that fit most vehicles. You owe it to yourself to come in today and let our team show you why AVI's become Acadiana's best. That's AVI, locally owned and family operated in Acadiana for over 30 years. Off Ambassador, Queens, Sims, and Walmart.
0: If it's not the goat. Then they're full of sheep. 103.3 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time.
4: Welcome back into 103.3 The Goat. Amy Jones Kane with you, taking you through to 6 o'clock. I'm about to introduce you to a name that if you don't know him, I promise you, everyone in Lafayette is going to know him and everybody's going to know him just by his first name. Zion Chris is one of the quarterbacks for UL and he is really setting that program on fire uh, I am really excited to spend uh, the next few minutes talking with him, and so without further ado, I'm going to welcome into the show Zeon Chris Zeon. Good afternoon. How are you?
6: Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be here.
4: I'm uh, so glad to have you. Uh, you know, everybody really started talking about Zeon that uh, spring practice. I, you know, the quarterbacks were were hurt, and really, it was it was Zeon's ball to run the show taking every rep. Well, then I hear that Pro Day happens and yeah. the Pro Scouts that were there were just as excited about the kid throwing the ball who was just simply throwing it to the the players that were trying to make the impression as they were of the players that were out there trying to to get on the radar of these Pro Scouts. So uh, I, I think that we are really about to be treated to something special when uh, you get the rock and, and you're going to be the one that's out there slinging it. And, and needless to say, uh, excited to talk to you this afternoon. But really for you, uh, how was spring? Because that that's not the norm of having a chance to take every rep.
6: Uh, spring was, it was definitely a challenge. It was also uh, pretty fun, you know, bonding with my teammates and getting to learn the offense even more. But uh, this spring, you know, going into it, there it was an announcement that I was going to be taking all the reps and doing all these things. You know, the first practice that I'm going into it, you know, in my mind at first, I'm thinking, you know, this is about to be real hard and it's going to be a real challenge. But you know, as I went on, I kind of got used to it. And you know, a lot of people was asking me, "Was my arm, was my arm all good? Arm all good?" I was like, "Yes, yeah, my, uh, my arm was good." People started calling me, uh, mm-hmm. "I got like a robot arm," because you know. I didn't slow down. I kept going fast with it, but uh, uh spring just—it—it it, it was uh—it was pretty fun for me. Yeah, I felt a love with it.
4: You know, when most players transfer from the high school game into the college game, it just moves so fast. How long did it take before the game started to slow down for you, and and you could make those reads uh, comfortably before you would tuck and run?
6: Um, you know, when I first got to college. You know, you hear all these things and rumors and things saying that you know it's a lot faster, a lot of people bigger, they're stronger. You got to make you know precise reads and things like that. And which some of some of the things are true, but me going into from trendiness from high school to college, it wasn't that much of a difference, as people would say. I think I was already kind of pretty ready for it. The coach that I was under, and my, and my dad, he's also coaching me. Uh, I think they prepared me pretty well for us, like reading defenses and learning coverages and things like that. So, you know, my, even going into my first practice when I first came, I was doing pretty well. And at first I had to adjust to it a little bit, but as I just kept going on and on, I just kept getting better and better each practice.
4: You know, you came out of high school as the number two quarterback prospect in the state of Louisiana, and I, I was looking at some of your numbers I mean they're they're gaudy for lack of a better word. I mean throwing for 2005 yards, and 25 touchdowns, but you added 897 yards rushing and 16 scores on the ground. I mean you truly are a dual threat quarterback and yet at the same time uh the one thing that I keep hearing over and over is that you're very comfortable in the pocket looking for your reads not afraid to get that contested ball in there uh before you'll tuck it and run it and and you don't really see that very often can you talk a little bit about your mentality as a, a dual threat quarterback
0: yeah
6: so um as a dual threat you know pocket passer would you say uh the main thing really is i tried to work on is always just staying calm no matter what it is a lot of times you might have different quarterbacks, like the, you know, Scrimbrow. They get a little antsy sometimes because they see seeing, like, 300-pound people rushing at them, and sometimes they're not able to see over the line, things like that. They get a little antsy. They start making bad reads and start, you know, taking off and running. But me, I started getting comfortable in the pocket in high school and learned how to stay calm before the, before the storm. So being able to stay comfortable helped me able to make passes and things like that, just having, you know, the understanding that, if I stay calm, I'm going to make this pass. And, yeah, people uh, say I'm a dual threat, but really I'm more of a pass-first guy, and I'm a, I am ai have the ability to run also added on to the things I can do.
4: That's a very unique perspective to hear from a dual-threat quarterback to say that, you know, that uh, I, yeah. I pass first and then I have the ability to run. I mean, normally it's, well, whatever the play lends itself to is where I'm going. So I, I, I think that is probably one of the things that makes you – Special as a quarterback, what has Coach Des challenged you with? I mean, what is he looking to see the most growth in from you um, in your development as we get ready to start the the 2023 campaign?
6: Um, challenges is many challenges and things like that. But the number one thing he always just saying is, you know, take command of the offense. Just take command of the offense. Just, that's the number one thing I'm trying. Yeah, I'm getting getting better at. I'm doing good in it, but I want to get better in that aspect, take just taking command of it and being a field general, things like that, and just staying consistent. That's the that's the number one thing he wants to do, staying consistent and go back to the basics. You know, you get to a certain point, like NFL guys like Tom Birdie, they get to a certain point where they learn everything and see every defense. But you know, just going back to the little things is gonna help you in the long games.
4: What about the offense? What what should we be expecting this fall i mean i know you've got some big names that are going to be out there that you're going to be throwing to i mean namely i think neil johnson is one name that that comes to mind i mean he's popped up as one of the top five tight ends in the particular you know size school that we're looking at that mid-major uh conferences that should be expected to go pro um, and, and certainly mm-hmm. UL is known for its tight end play, but you know, what right. should we expect from the offense? And and if you don't mind, maybe talk a little bit about Neil and you know, how special a player he is.
6: Right. So the offense this year is, is going to be very explosive. I would say it's going to be very explosive, very, very fun to watch. And this year the tight ends are looking phenomenal. Like I think probably the best year of, of I've ever seen. You got Terrence Carter and you got Neil Johnson. They both can stretch you downfield. You know, good in the run scheme, can can do it all. Like they they got the hands. They can catch real good and they're very smart guys. This year, you know, the tight ends, you know, will be, play a very big part in that. And, and Neil Johnson, in my opinion, I think he's like like you say, like one of the best tight ends in the country I've ever seen or or even been around. Like the guy's athletic. Like he, he's very explosive. And he's like, like you say, very smart. He's just a leader on his team. He leads, he leads by example, and he leads vocally. And you know, having Neil and, and also Terrence Carter on the on the, on the squad is a, will be a dangerous dangerous weapon.
4: How fast are the receivers this year?
6: Oh, we we're the receiver this year. We're we're pretty fast. We're kind of young a little bit, you know. That's all that's all gay, but you know, but they they're pretty fast this year. A lot of guys are. You're going to see that's new. A lot of freshmen that's coming in. They're starting to get uh get along well and and, and start to pick up things and things like that. They they learn it fast. But the receiver court this year is going to be very talented. We got a lot. We kind of loaded a little bit. And they they, they they're very they're smart. They're, they're explosive out there, breaks. And they all can, can catch the ball. You know, if we want to go vertical, we can't go vertical. We want to go quick screens and get in the ball give our athletes a chance to make get some moves, make it downfield. They can do that as well. This office this year
4: is going to be very explosive so, Zion I think one of the other things that is most impressive about you and and certainly your field play will always stand out, and I think that you know as people come to know you uh in this area and all the raging Cajun fans, you know they're going to love the game that you bring there. but I think it's uh at what I've come to know about you off the field that is equally impressive. You know, uh, you don't find many athletes that, you know, especially in the age of NIL, that has said that if it doesn't align with my values, I'm not interested in it. Can you talk a little bit about what has brought you to be so comfortable in your own skin?
6: Right. So I like to think my Lord, say Jesus Christ, This he, he's the number one reason why it's why I'm so comfortable who I am. Like you know, he taught me how to be, you know, calm through the storm, and even through the trials that I'm gonna face. He also gave me the ability to receive peace through the trials, and that 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 alone helps me with the, with the challenges. And so, a lot of times in my life, I knew that the challenges that I was going through at a young age were preparing me for things that I was going to be able to go through. So, the, the challenges I went through at a young age. I, I, you know, it, it's most times, you know, as people, we don't realize or see why we're going through certain things, but I, I just want to thank Jesus Christ for helping me, you know, going through these things, helping me build this character and thick skin that I, that I was able to uh, bring along. Zion, I, uh, I think that you are going to be a one
4: one-word name around this community for uh, several years to come. And it's going to be exciting to watch you. It's going to be exciting to watch what happens with this football team. I think it is absolutely going in the right direction. I, I think uh, Coach DeZormo has done a very good job of positioning this team going into his second year as head coach of of what it's going to look like. And certainly uh we'll talk to you many times over the course of the next few years but i'm glad that we we're able to do it early before uh we can say we knew you win. how about that so have a great holiday weekend thank you so much for your time and uh you, we'll see you down the road
6: all right thank you all Thanks right
4: Zion chris everybody uh raging cajun quarterback great kid but you know, I, I would not be surprised if that name sticks. That that becomes his name uh, nickname, the
5: robot. Think, yeah, the robot. Yeah, I was the, I was the, yeah. I'm 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 already in my mind like six million dollar man, Terminator. You know, I, I mean the, the robot going different I think, ways.
4: I think that is the
5: robot. Yeah, yeah. when he said that am. about his robot, like I was like, man, and that's impressive to from a guy that young to have that much stamina. He is,
4: you know, I've had a chance to meet him already, and he's completely grounded. Uh, it comes from, it that way. yeah, it comes from a great family, but completely grounded and very comfortable in who he is and his head. I'm not, I'm not changing for for anything. Yeah, take me as as, as who I am, and I'm going to let my game speak for itself. And you know, with with a university that has had some really great quarterbacks, I I truly believe he's going to be the next in line. For that, and it's going to be fun to get to watch it. He's
5: going to be a bigger Z name in Lafayette than anyone on the Pelicans ever will be. Well, I say that. You know, I believe that.
4: Let me tell you, you're trying to keep me up to date of what's happening as Mm. we go with 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 everything
5: free agency of MBS. Yes,
4: Yes. and uh, so far, nothing really surprising except Draymond Green's going to stay. Yeah, nothing
5: uh, crazy. Uh, Bruce Brown signed with the Pacers. Yeah, that's
4: yeah. not exciting. No. Draymond so, I mean, Green, after the, all of the hullabaloo that he created, yeah, yeah. decided to stay with the Warriors. So far, I that's, think that's the biggest headline. the deadline. biggest story, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. And I think uh, Houston is interested in Kyrie Irving, so we'll see if they pull the trigger on that. We'll see. We'll see. Hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to have Raging Cajun's great BJ Ryan, who's going to wrap up the show for us. And I know, Nick, I know you're excited. I'm so excited. I know, I'm so, so excited. excited. I know. So... Hang with us. We'll be right back. After this break, you're listening to 103.3, The Goat. Eat Lafayette 2023
3: shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find great Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. 103.3 The Goat, Acadiana's best sports talk, is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. There's something for everyone's taste bud: late lunches to fine dining. Italian to soul food when you choose an Eat Lafayette restaurant. Just go to 1033thegoat.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette, from Lafayette Travel, and sponsored in part by the best sports talk in Acadiana, 1033thegoat, and 1033thegoat.com. Don't sweat the small stuff.
5: Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
1: Before I was adopted, I felt alone.
2: I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family.
1: I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted.
2: With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and LaShona now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption
1: changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I wanna be.
2: Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations, but really, What we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players.
0: Well, we bought in with a little common sense. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time.
4: Welcome back into 103.3 The Goat. Amy Jones-Kane with you, taking you through to 6 o'clock, filling in for Dave Schultz this afternoon. You know, I'm excited that this is how we're going to end it. Oh, and by the way, thanks for the whole hour of Dolly. you the yeah. man. You're the man. Hey. Said I wanted a little Dolly. I got the whole hour. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, exciting that we're going to end it with B.J. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. I, I know. I, I know. got a little Tell star me struck. the story. Go ahead. Tell the story got, of, of, of... So,
5: I got a little starstruck on the phone with for Mr. B.J. Ryan because when I was a kid, my grandmother was very into baseball. She was a Braves fan. So, you know, but the three players whose names, like, I will never forget from that time frame of baseball, which is like the early 2000s, it's Greg Maddox, Chipper Jones, and B.J. Ryan. And I don't know why B.J. Ryan is the name that stuck with me. I think I saw a couple of games with him in it. And like they just stuck with me over all these years. And when I saw you sent a text with all the guests right. and I saw B.J. Ryan, I was like, no way, not B.J. Ryan. It's so crazy. And, and particularly, and this wasn't, you know by this ahead of time, Dolly Parton was also my grandmother's favorite artist as well. So like Dolly, Jolene, you're leading straight into B.J. Ryan. Jolene this is like,
4: going into B.J. Ryan? I am I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm trying does to keep, it get any better? And with that- I'm trying to keep that, the water
5: out of my eyes here.
4: With that, let's bring him in. B.J. Ryan, do you get a better introduction than that? How are oh. you this afternoon? <laughs>
0: I'm doing great. How are y'all
4: doing? We're doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Well, I appreciate you, you spending a little time with us this afternoon. And uh certainly uh you are by far one of the most loved uh athletes that has played for UL Raging Cajun Great, BJ Ryan, of course the uh, that wicked, wicked pitcher mm. that went on to become a two time all star and you know the story is is quite iconic that you just kept working on your pitches. Those pitches just got nastier. And then you end up taking the closing position and then it, the rest is is history, if you will. And I, I think that uh, that is really just one of the great sports stories for our Louisiana pro athletes. So thanks for spending a little time with this. And let me ask you this, how much do you uh, love getting to Talk about your days with with Raging Cajun Baseball. I know you have such a love for the Cajuns.
0: Yeah, you do. You know, Lafayette's a very special place to me. When we went there, I kind of went there with one of my roommates that I lived with here and lived with in the summer. We went back and, and, you know, we talked the other day and just talked about that time and what a special time it was because we were there, you know, pre-stadium and everything. So... When I was there coaching, the players would ask me, and they say, Coach, did it look like this when you played here? And i say, yep, we had a mound and bases and just everything around the park is better now. And they, they just don't really understand that where we were and where we came from and how we were part of special, such a special place is just something I'll always stick with you.
4: And you mentioned when you were down here coaching and, and you're not coaching anymore. Is that permanent, or do you think that there might be a point in time where you coach again?
0: Uh, You know, the only thing I've learned in this life is never say never. But right now, no, not coaching. Just a glorified Uber driver, voluntary, and a, and a, and a sous chef. That's where I'm at right now.
4: With a great dog. With a great dog.
5: Yeah, with a great dog.
4: Yes. B.J. Ryan has a dog, a bulldog named Captain. Excellent. Yes. I mean. He couldn't be a bigger fan. A- <laughs> so, B.J., I mean, yeah. you were prolific baseball player, and um, you know, one thing when I was reading a little bit on you, I mean, of course, everybody knows you as a pitcher, but I I really did not know, and I covered you during your years when you were playing here at UL. I, I guess I didn't realize how great a hitter you were, a left-handed batter. Uh,
0: oh, I, I, yeah, I hit a little bit when I was in college and then got to pro ball and realized I couldn't hit, so I just started pitching all the time. But well yeah, I used to be able to swing it a little bit back in the day.
4: So rock and roll to have a pitcher that's a, a great batter. Yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. It really is. So uh yeah, but we know everything about you from your baseball history, but you have a daughter that is quite the basketball player. Let's let's talk a little bit about Avery. And uh she's starting to, to grab some college attention, and she's young to be getting the kind of college attention that she already is, but uh how tall is she? What position is she playing? And, and really, uh, what are you seeing from her in developing as an athlete?
0: Uh, she is uh, <laughs> she's a terrific young lady. You know, when we talk about our kids, we, we talk with those dad goggles on. So it's you've been in, the, been in the sports world for so long, it's hard not to just kind of critique them and watch them. But you're kind of so proud of where she's at right now in such a relatively short time. She kind of grew up a soccer player. And then kind of we kind of drifted away from soccer just a couple years ago, and she said she wanted to start playing basketball. And I was thinking, man, that's terrific! You know, first love, fast pace. Haven't been in this world for a while since we've been in the baseball side, so we got to go out there. And and she's really blossomed. She kind of hit a growth spurt. I think she's about six one right now. And uh, she kind of got in the gym, and she just kind of fell in love with it, and she started playing. And you know, we pick up on an AAU team and last year was her first year in high school so she got the start and she started with my oldest daughter so getting to watch those two play together for one year was something that hey we never thought would happen they kind of never played the same sport oldest played basketball and my youngest played soccer and then my youngest kind of fell in love with it so to watch them play and now she's moving on and Avery's going to be a sophomore this year and she is she's grown by and bounds you just You're you're proud of the young woman she is because basketball is a very skill kind of oriented sport to where if you're behind, you're behind, but she makes up for that. She's got a athletic ability that kind of stayed with her from the soccer style. And then she kind of grew and then she kind of learned more of her body and how it's working and to watch her kind of grow and get better. She's got a real chance. She's a good little player and she's got a good work ethic to go with it.
4: Well, it'd be exciting to see uh, what happens with her and, and, where she ends up, but uh, I certainly know she's on college radars already as a freshman, which to me is always impressive when, when they're already wanting to at least uh, put you on the radar and, and follow it, it, your growth and what it is that you're going to do. So let me ask you this. I know you wore the vermilion and white, but uh, were you excited at all in following what LSU baseball just went through?
0: Yeah, you you are. It's in your state, and you're excited for them. And I will just, I'm I'm not an LSU fan. I'm surrounded by them. I am a raging Cajun. That's what I am. That's who I root for. But when you start talking about the state of Louisiana and you watch the way those guys did what they did, you you always tip your head and acknowledge what a you know what a truly great run that was. With some, quite frankly, a couple of spectacular players they had kind of front on the front end of that roster. Watching what schemes was capable of doing, and then kind of. I even we played against LSU when I was there, and so saw Cruz firsthand. And it's a talented young man right there with a bright future. So you are you're you're proud of the accomplishment. I've sat in that coach's office and understand how difficult it is to win at that level, and to win the whole thing is it's a job well done from them boys down there. And I'm happy for them, but I'm ready for baseball season to start back up. See what we do next.
4: BJ, let me ask you. You brought up Paul Skeens uh, as a former major league pitcher what what do you think his prospects are in the show
0: um i mean it's just a a lover of baseball and and kind of defending it a little bit to where you know i hope he's the guy that can carry on the mantle for kind of the next generation and it's lofty goals to put on that but you know, the, the coverage is so good for the players right now. If you do like a guy like Paul, Paul Skeens, you can go in and, and see so much information on him and, and hear him talk and hear him speak and then go out there and watch him work. You, you want him to be, I want him to be that guy. I mean, it's it's a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It's a guy that transferred in from Air Force and I mean, take him to the College World Series. The pedigree's there. You know, just, you're you're, you're in a realm of, Power arms that are polished—that you just, quite frankly, you just don't see very often. And he's a—he's a special young man, and what he did was definitely incredible to watch. And he's got a, a future on the big league side for sure. It's—it's to, it's to help, you know. We're, everything's kind of shaped that way to where the durability, and he's a big, strong—he's a big, strong young man. So that's going to blend in. It—it it blends in well with guys that have been successful before him with that kind of body type and that stuff. You just wish that young man the best and go out there and and because baseball is a global sport right now so when we talk about guys like him we're talking about guys that have a chance that have the the arsenal to be one of the front line starters in the game you know however far he is out i don't know how that looks now in professional baseball but i don't imagine he'll be down pitching in, in minor league ball too long if continue to stay on the path that he's on, getting better, because the leap that he's taken from, you know, year to year, he'll keep growing as a player as he gets in the pro ball. So it'll, it'll definitely be exciting to watch.
4: While we're talking about college pitching, uh, and you, of course, were coaching with UL, uh, how different is college pitching now from when you were pitching in the late 90s?
0: It's, uh, the game's accelerated a little bit, so guys are, on the skill side, it's, it's more developed. You, you have kids that are working out younger, kids that are you know, getting more involved in baseball younger, and you, you don't know if that's good or bad, because I played kind of in a different era in Major League Baseball, the same as we did now. It's, it's, everything's wrapped more towards power, it's more when I played. Before, you would have a wider array of, of an arsenal of pitches. You'd have some soft tossers, and you'd have some sinker-slider guys, and you'd have maybe a power guy. To where now it's kind of predicated by power, which is great on the pitching side, but if you keep facing these really good hitters and everybody's throwing the same speed, it, it, there comes a point where velocity is just kind of relative to the guy you're facing. and you're going to have to figure out a way to get them out besides that. And that's kind of the separator at the big league level once you start facing guys. But in the college game, it's definitely a more powerful game. It was good to see. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a pitcher, but I like offense in college baseball. I like when they score runs. I miss the hot bats. I think they were great. But to watch those guys kind of put the numbers they did up there, they're, they're making an adjustment to the pitching. And pitching kind of came on fast, and now it's going to kind of see what, what steps the pitching takes to kind of combat the, the offensive onslaught that was this year of college baseball.
4: Yeah, and I will tell you the one thing I, I find just compounding on what you have just said, that anytime you throw a shutout in the college game these days, it's really impressive to me. Uh, you know the offensive explosion. It's just so difficult to do. So hats off to pitchers when they're able to do it. For sure, for sure, for sure. So you have moved back to North Louisiana, and uh, from what I'm hearing, have some some big projects going on up there. One that that really could uh, possibly be very exciting with baseball and development can you talk at all about that is that able to or is that secret or are you able to, to speak no. about
0: it? <laughs> no no secrets here uh we just you know you don't talk about a whole lot about kind of what we're doing i've always been a kind of guy that just goes out and does it so this is a new venture for me but yeah kind of hooked up with a couple guys over here my partners and we're going to build something and you know, <clears throat> You, you, you get older in life and you look back and you just know that you're very fortunate Hi, with the people you spent time with. And uh, you kind of take what you learn from them and the things that I've learned from down south. And I don't think my area up here gets enough love, man. There's a lot of great baseball players that have come from here. There's a lot more that's going to come through here. And we're going to build something to help, to help boost that culture in our community around here and, and, and bring a piece of Lafayette kind of up here. That's, and it's the community aspect because not a lot of people from up here have gone down to a game at UL, so they can't kind of relate to see the community and the area the way it all comes together around a, a baseball event. And it's a great thing, and your time with Robe, and you talk about culture, and you talk about community, and you talk about faith, and you start wrapping it all in the building, and guys that are with you just kind of see your vision with you, and it's, it's exciting we're looking forward to it, just kind of ready to kind of get it started and get it going and get it built and see what, we're, see what we can do.
4: Yeah, well, from everything that I'm hearing of which trickled out, at least that, that I've seen and heard, it's going to be an amazing baseball development facility in Louisiana, in North Louisiana, but that you're doing in your home state of Louisiana, and I, I, I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah, we uh we love this area up here, man, and we we just want to love on these kids and come out there and give them some opportunities, bring some people in and teach them lessons that that, that I learned along from the people that I was able to be around and be coached by and play with and you spread that out throughout the community and you start kind of in the ship and just spending time with the kids is the best part of coaching. And I mean, to do that on a level with this and in our backyard to where you know we can we can really do this we can really make an impact and then going out and doing it, it's going to be fun it's going to be a challenge but we're we're looking forward to it
4: BJ I really appreciate you uh giving us a few minutes this afternoon to just talk about what you've been up to and and really excited to see what happens with this project and it mm-hmm. hopefully when it uh, comes to fruition we'll have a chance to talk again about it and and how kids from throughout Louisiana are going to be able to work with you on developing their game and and developing into baseball players that have the same mentality and and the same love of the game that that you once did. So have a great holiday weekend and again thank you for the time. No,
0: you're very welcome. Thank y'all.
4: Cajun great and Major League Baseball two time All Star B.J. Ryan, great guy.
5: Yeah, cool. Major, so I, you, cool. you just
4: you're kind of speechless. Yeah, <laughs> a, a
5: lot of speechless. I'm not speechless. It's, well, this is definitely one of those moments that's, like, up there on the list of, like, really cool stuff I've been able to do since since I got this job. Only a year in to meet an MLB player. That's that's pretty good.
4: We're going to take one final break. We'll be back to wrap things up. You're listening to— I, We're done, actually. We're, we're done. We're out of time. They, Three hours are over? they us
5: out. Yeah, they're cutting us out. Oh, my gosh. That's what an inner Sandman means. It's time for us to exit the studio
4: awesome well thank you thank you for running the boards being in here hanging out with me for three hours thanks to all of our guests this afternoon what a fun three hours that that flew by it did it really did yeah all right well let's do it again sometime yeah sure let's do it all right dave schultz will be back thank you so much for spending time with us you are listening to 103.3 the goat happy fourth of july weekend everybody stay safe see you next time
1: My son, Finn, was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today.
2: St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children.
4: It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture.
2: Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today.
1: What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go.
5: Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit
2: AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was...
3: Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey. <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
2: I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America Network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at FeedingAmerica.org. 103.3 The
0: goat. Yeah! Yeah, that's the one k277 dq lafayette 1420 kpel lafayette
3: Here's what you need to know. The NBA free agency period has begun in a big way. The Dallas Mavericks re signed Kyrie Irving, three years, $126 million. Washington re signed Kyle Kuzma, four years, $102. Milwaukee re signed Chris Middleton, three years, $102 million. Golden State re signed Draymond Green, four years, $100 million. Portland is re signing Jeremy Grant, five years, $160 million. Brooklyn re-signed Cam Johnson, four years, $108 million. The Nets are trading Joe Harris to Detroit. And Toronto re-signed Jakob Porto, four years, $80 million.
6: Denver re-signed Reggie Jackson. Free agent Bruce Brown left the Nuggets for the Pacers.